Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo and Gerald Borgay, who is finally back from vacation. Guys, how are you doing today? Not as good as Gerald. I mean, he looks tan and looks like he had fun. I've been sitting in the same office for a week and a half, uh, helping put all this together. But but you look relaxed and rejuvenated, Gerald. I am. I very much needed this before the new season started, but it was a great time. I am glad to be back, though. It was uh, a lot of days in the sun, which I'm not used to because here in Phoenix, we avoid the sun like the plague. So I'm I'm a little crispy these days, but it's uh, it's good to be back. I'm happy to be here. Why are your knuckles water crispy? You put your knuckles up like. I mean, it's I, I can't. Oh, your I can't arms! Like... There we go. Yes, there we go. All right. He forgot to apply the sunscreen on the top of his hands. That's what happened there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Gerald. I'm really glad you're back. Uh, mostly because I was having like major FOMO watching all of your stories on Instagram of your vacation. At one point in time last week, I was in the office and I'm like. I need Gerald to come home because he's making me really <laughs> jealous with all this fun content that he's putting out. <laughs> I got that a I couple thought, of times. <laughs> I, I thought you were just happy to have somebody other than me to talk to finally. <laughs> no, I, well, I love having someone on one time with you on these shows, but we are one step closer to all being back together. Um, I know last week we said, hopefully this week we'll be in the new studio uh, due to some shipping issues, we are being set back just a little bit longer to make sure that that studio is set up perfectly, looks great, and hopefully we can unveil it sooner rather than later. But thank you all for bearing with us as we join you from our offices and our homes. I've seen it, and you're all going to be wowed when you finally see it. Gerald, if you ever show up in the new office, you'll be able to see uh, where we're at, too. So. Don't worry, I'm going to come by and help out this time since I basically was <laughs> off the entire time that this has all been happening. <laughs> Gerald, there's nothing left to do. That's the problem. <laughs> We're just waiting now. Hurry. All right, well, Gerald, <laughs> you did miss quite a bit while you were gone. We had talked about this before you left for vacation, that everything was probably going to hit the fan the minute you hopped on that plane and that we would be calling you from the top of a volcano to get your opinion, but we let you have your vacation. But Espo has a fun recap for you of all the things you missed over the last two weeks. So I'm going to try to remember everything in 60 seconds. I did not write anything down. I'm just going to try to remember the chaos that was. So uh, 60 seconds starting now. Katie was supposedly uh, going to go to either the uh, the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics. Then the Grizzlies got involved. Then apparently him, uh, Josai, Steve Nash, Sean Marks, Josai's wife, uh, 40 other people uh, met in L.A. And they all decided, well, that was fun to screw with the whole NBA, but we're going to just uh, say, hey, uh, we're done flirting and we're going to get back together. The divorce is off. Uh, then all of a sudden uh, we had you know, talk about what could the Suns do next and absolutely nothing happened because, well, you know what? Uh, everything's still in a holding pattern somehow. Uh, Pat Bev wound up with the Lakers, but Suns fans still hate him. 
Uh, what else do we have? Monty Williams won on Sirius XM and said there's no drama. He likes DA. Uh, everything is calm. Uh, and that he didn't talk to any players about Kevin Durant uh, while, while all this was going on. And uh, there was Dario Saric, who crossed over some fool that will never make it to the NBA, uh, on route to scoring nine points in a FIBA game. And then uh, you also had uh, Josh Okoge and uh, Ish Wainwright playing in uh, the African qualifiers for FIBA as well. Uh, And I think that was everything oh and still uh absolutely nothing on uh, robert sarver even though al sharpton still screaming into the void there you go <laughs> i think and mikhail bridges though. trolled us a little bit on twitter as well that's that too wait trolled us specifically just, just he was being playful us, about the whole kd thing yeah okay um what about the new uniforms Okay, but we knew about that already. It wasn't like that came as a surprise. If that had been a surprise, I'd let you know. Oh, we we also got the schedule, too. We did get the schedule. Right. So now you know the dates that we're going to play, even though we knew who they were going to play, and it didn't really matter. So... Oh, and we got a 30th anniversary logo for not the franchise's 30th anniversary, but the 30th anniversary of the 92-93 team, which had to do with the jerseys as well. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so th- are they still playing 82 games this year? No. Uh, I believe so. Uh, yeah. Unless there's another COVID outbreak, who knows? Okay. I, I, I know the NFL schedule release is always a big thing. I've never understood why the NBA schedule release is even really a thing, but. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a thing because all of the media members are making it a it's, thing yeah, so that a- <laughs> they can start planning their vacations and the right. weekends they may have some time to sneak in with significant others or family. That's mm-hmm. probably where it became a thing from. Let's be real. It's, it's, a, it's a thing for us, not for yeah. literally anyone else. Yeah. Nobody gives a crap. Except for maybe the all-star weekend. People might actually want to book travel for that. Right. And, and the Christmas day games, but like other than that. Yeah, for sure. So Gerald, now that you've got the recap on all the things that you missed, do you have thoughts on any of it? We've talked about it for two weeks, but we want to give you a space to be able to share some of your thoughts and feelings. Oh, Gerald, one other thing. I hate to break it to you. We're working on Christmas again. That came out too officially. So. I did see that. I did right. see that. And I'm interested. We need to talk about what our Christmas plans are because I have no idea how we're handling that. But um, no, I figured I just want to wax a little bit about Kevin Durant because obviously that was the big thing that I missed. Um, and it's not really anything that we were not bracing for. We, we kind of had been saying it was always going to come down to this game of chicken. And it looks like KD balked get it, at the <laughs> prospect sitting out training camp. Like he made his ultimatum. The Nets didn't fire their coach or their GM. And now they're in for kind of an uncomfortable, highly combustible season. Um, you know, they have a ton of talent, obviously, but it, it's going to be interesting. And it's going to be something that we're going to continue to monitor moving forward just because Kevin Durant is not on the opening night roster doesn't mean that that won't change. There are going to be other bidders. There's going to be other reports. So we're kind of in this for the long haul. Um, But yeah, this is kind of why we say no deal is done until it's officially done. Like Kevin Durant still had four years on his contract and the Nets kind of called his bluff and he wasn't willing to go take that extreme step to get himself to Phoenix or to another team. So here we are, we're running it back. And I know a lot of people are probably going to be disappointed with that. As of right now, the roster is pretty set aside from that 15th roster spot. Um, 
I'm a little bit higher than on this group than I think a lot of people are. I, I think people are sick of hearing internal development and they're sick of hearing continuity and all those buzzwords. But like this was the best team in basketball until they completely stopped acting like it. They beat themselves in that second round series more than the Mavs beat them. I do think that the young guys on this group are going to take some of those hard learned lessons to heart and be better for it. So I'm kind of excited to see what this group does now that they have that second round defeat as motivation. Now that they have this summer of trade rumors as motivation, like these guys take this kind of stuff personally. And as much as they completely folded in the playoffs last year, I am interested to see how they respond to it and they can always keep everything status quo. And if it's not working, just continue to monitor Kevin Durant and revisit it or another star trade later in the season. So not the end of the world, not as exciting as getting Kevin Durant. And some people will say it's a mistake that they held form for this blockbuster trade, but they're still in a good spot in my eyes. You don't think they need to make one move before training camp? If it's a minor move that helps you maintain flexibility while still improving, you know, we've talked about like a Jordan Clarkson. We've talked about an Eric Gordon. I might be on board with those moves, but it just depends on what's going out. It depends on whether Jay Crowder really doesn't want to be here or if we were just reading into that situation too much. Um, I think the main thing now is maintaining the chemistry that was one of their big assets during the season last year. Also maintaining that flexibility so that if Kevin Durant or a shy Gilgis Alexander or someone else becomes available later in the season, you can still push all your chips into that table. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't think running it back with this group is the end of the world though. Do you think that the sun should try to make a blockbuster trade? Obviously we don't know if SGA is actually available, but right. should he become available? Do you think that's something the Suns should put all their chips to the center of the table for? Or I do you think so. it's worth waiting? I think so. And I, I think it, it obviously depends. Kevin Durant is first and foremost on that list of stars to monitor. Um, but like I said, they have the flexibility to make a number of moves for a number of stars. Should one become disgruntled or should a team decide, you know, hey, we don't want to wind up, wind up paying this guy throughout his full contract. We're like the Thunders case. They're a young team that's going to rebuild. They're going to be missing Chet for their entire season coming up now. That's a huge blow to them being a little bit more competitive this year. I do think that is a guy that could become available. Kevin Durant, obviously, like we've been saying, that situation is not going to work. Um, and we're going to be revisiting this in a few months. So I think if they can, they should. But it's all going to depend on the trade market and what becomes available. I, I do think they're in a good spot, though, because they can continue forward with this roster and contend for a championship. Or they could trade for a star and contend for a championship. Yeah. You want my hot take here? What's that? I think SGA is the better play than than KD, both now yeah. and in the future. I, I mean, I it might it might not cost as much as the Nets are wanting for Kevin Durant. It'll still cost you a lot, um, given what you know Rudy Gobert and Dejounte Murray went for over the summer. But I'm not that. Fu- I think Kevin Durant's obviously the better play for this year, but for the long term included. It, I, I think there's some definite benefits there that KD doesn't even bring to the table. Um, one of the other things that we talked about just with all this craziness around potential trades and whatnot and the Jay Crowder stuff um, is, do you think the Suns have a chemistry problem? Cause that topic was brought up a lot last week. What are your feelings on that? 
I never got that sense, but I don't know how things can change over the summer or over the course of a really bad playoff series. Like, let's be honest, that was traumatizing to watch as fans or as media members covering the team. It was probably traumatizing for them too, even more so because they had to hear it from everybody on the outside all summer long. There's a chance that maybe they don't have the same chemistry that they did last year. They lost JaVale McGee, who was a great guy in the locker room on that front. Um, that extends far beyond just the uh, you know pregame shenanigans that they would do in the tunnel. Like he was a good locker room guy for them. And if Jay Crowder, another good locker room guy, suddenly doesn't want to be here, that changes the dynamic a little bit. Um, but I, I, for me, it's one of those things where you'll know it when you see it. I'm not going to speculate until I get a chance to kind of talk to these guys and get a feel for how they're feeling heading into a new season once training camp starts again. Um, I, but I won't sit here and tell you that everything's hunky dory because I just don't know at this point. Yeah, I feel like it's. Uh, oh, look, look at that! It is, everybody. It's all in the background. All look, man. Miss you, guys. Miss you, Saul. Uh, they said they miss you too. I'm not sure why, but they said it. So, <laughs> Saul Bookman, everybody. Uh, so, anyways, I, look, I think that Jay and uh, and Javale we're nice peripheral locker room guys, right? They're, they're, oh, they're, they're the raw, raw guys, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're the key to the locker room. That's Devin, that's CP3, that's Monty. Uh, so, and I also think the argument could be made that that rough series against the Mavs, a, a lot of rumors this offseason could actually galvanize this group even more mm-hmm. because they've been through the hard time now. They know that that was an embarrassment last year in the playoffs and they have a, a a unified reason to fight harder this year even though that they were one of the best teams in the league last year so like you said we're gonna have to wait and see but i think there's a lot that could make this team closer uh just as much as it could pull them apart that is very true and i do think a lot of people are going to be apt to make the comparison like oh they had reason to be motivated Uh, after the finals loss and look where that got them in the playoffs the following year. But I do think that playoff run was a magical thing that even in defeat had everyone feeling good about what they could accomplish in year two. I think this year they got their teeth kicked in in the second round when everyone was expecting title or bust. I think that's a totally different thing as far as unifying them um, and, and giving them more drive heading into this season. And to the Mavs, nonetheless, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that just adds insult to injury because it's the Mavs, because it's Luka and all of the conversation that has followed those two teams since that draft with him and DA. So I feel like that just adds a little bit more fuel to the fire, if you will, at least from my perspective. Like, I would be more pissed to lose to the Mavs than I would if I had lost to Golden State. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Gerald, do you have any other thoughts on anything else that you missed? No, thank you guys for getting me caught up while I was away. <laughs> oh, we needed something to fill the first 20 minutes of the show. So. <laughs> All right, we want to remind you guys that our last Wednesday of the month is this upcoming Wednesday, August 31st. And that means we're all going to be hanging out at the Four Peaks Brewery down in Tempe. All of our shows are going to be live from the brewery all day long. We'll be hanging out there, having some good food, fun, and great beer. If you want to come hang out with us, this is your formal invite. We'd love to see you out at the brewery. Espo has offered to buy you guys a beer, so make sure you plan to come on down, 
hang out with us, whether that's on your lunch break or if you can take the day off or work from home, uh, whatever that looks like for you, come hang out with us over at Four Peaks. And also just a quick reminder, our toast of the month sweepstakes is happening right now and that's gonna end this Wednesday as well. So if you have not entered or entered today, make sure you go enter because that sweepstakes got you a chance to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. All you have to do is head on over to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes in order to enter into that Toast of the Month sweepstakes. Just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right, gentlemen, it is time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. So it's in the description of our show. It is the topic of the day. Uh, the friends over at No Dunks did a show creating NBA Jam duos. And the rules were one legend and one current player from each team around the league. We're going to obviously talk about the Suns. Um, so like I said, a legend that had to be retired. They could only be used once. MJ and Charles Barkley were not allowed to be in this exercise because they were not in the game due to licensing issues. I know Barkley and Dan Marley were like the OG duo, but then Barkley was removed later on. So we'll play by their rules. No Charles Barkley, okay? Well, they went. <laughs> we can play by their rules. Or we is... can make up our own rules. That's fine, mm -hmm. too. No, we'll play, we'll play okay. within the world we're stealing this idea from. Uh, I guess we're giving credit to them, too. But, yeah, yeah. we'll play by those rules. So they went with Book and Amari. Who are you guys going with as your son's duo? One legend, one current player. I, I mean, I think the current player is obvious. It's Book. I, I don't even think you can make the argument for CP3 if you wanted to try. The the historic player, the, the retired player is tough. Amari was good, but I think you're forgetting guys like Tom Chambers, who in his heyday in the late 80s, was one of the best dunkers, one of the best, uh, you know, offensive players in the league. Uh, Larry Nance in in the mid to early '80s was spectacular there. Uh, you've also got Walter Davis, who's the greatest scorer in Suns history. Although, if you're looking at this game, not a real three point threat, not a real dunking threat. So you're basically NBA Jam is playing by current NBA rules. And I still think NBA Jam is why we have today's style of play. Uh, but the guy I didn't mention is Sean Marion. Sean mm -hmm. Marion rebounds, shot the three. It was an ugly shot, but he shot it and, and made it, uh, which couldn't be said for Amari. And he was one of the best dunkers of his time. I think Booker Marion is the group I go with with Booker Chambers, uh, a, a close second, just based on Tom's athleticism back when he played with the Suns. Okay, so you would go Booker Chambers over Amari? Yes. That second spot. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's pretty off. I could make a case if you were going to go with, like, an unconventional lineup. I feel like a Steve Nash and DeAndre Ayton pairing would be pretty cool. But... I do think in this game you want shooting, you want dunking, you want athleticism. So it would be Book and, and Sean Marion for me, I'll, provided that they give Marion his credit as a shot blocker because I think on the last NBA Jam version, like the newer one that they released, the Suns lineup was garbage and there was nobody on it 
that could like block shots and you need a shot blocker to win an NBA jam. So Sean Marion, give him his credit as a really good shot blocker for his position. And I would roll with that duo. I like that Nash DA thought though, because that'd be fun. Yeah, Nash, that would underrated three point shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, DA, great roller. Some would argue, oh, he doesn't dunk enough because so he wouldn't really fit <laughs> in this game, but it didn't matter. Like they, they made everybody uh, unbelievable at dunking if they had some prowess mm-hmm. for it. So I like that. Uh, Frank in the chat says D book Shaq. Shaq that was here, not the guy that you'd want on that team. I'm sorry. And he'd be a Laker or Magic in this. If if it was a game, though, like a video game, wouldn't you be able to kind of have them more in their prime? Wouldn't that be the player they would actually put in the game, you would think? No, you'd give them the Suns version because you're asking (laughs) Suns all time. I mean, there's all sorts. Like, if I got any era guy, it'd be Book and and Grant Hill because I could have early, mid-90s Grant Hill who was Mr. Do-It-All with Devin Booker, then I'd go with that. Instead, I got, you know, a guy who played 82 games here but averaged 12 points and had a bum ankle in, in Grant Hill if I get him here. You're not getting prime guys here. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I still feel like if we're talking video games, they're going to give them all of their qualities that they had at the peak of their careers. But I think for me, my biggest – mine was a toss-up between Amari and, and Sean Marion with Book. But I ultimately, when I was thinking this through before I had gone and listened to who the gentleman over at No Dunks picked, I think I had Book and Amari as well. I just think it would be super fun. It would be such a fun duo to play with and a fun duo to watch as well. You know, I'm going to say I wouldn't, even if we could pick Barkley, and this is this is blasphemous for me to oh, say this, man. but I don't think I would pick Barkley in this if you're if you're pairing him with Booker. I just... I don't think I'd, I don't think I would. I mean, I would if you could, but if we're leaving Barkley off limits, I'm either going Stoudemire or, or matrix. I, it's hard to go any other way, but, but book and Aiton would be fun too. Like if I know we're doing one of each, but like that would still be, they need to make an updated roster because the last time they made a new NBA jam, the Suns roster was trash and they had yeah, like, Steve, no good Steve players. Nash, Marchin Gortat were the, uh, were yeah. the primary duo. And I think you could sub in, uh, uh Channing Fry, I think was, was in that group. Uh, Penny, or excuse me, blue and gold in the chat who has decided to keep caps lock on all day uh, there in the chat says Penny and Shaq, which ironically you could have those. And if we're living in (laughs) Lindsay's world, you're going to have one of the best duos in NBA history uh, where in reality, we've got, you know, we got the last leg uh, of both of those guys. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. Well, that was on our bingo card. We made it for being a son or Arizona sports fan in general. So we're all kind of used to that one at this point in time in our lives, but and I go, go ahead. I was just to say, and a Phoenix in the chat, I do not ever disrespect the Polish hammer. Marcin Gortat is my guy. Uh, that's not disrespect to Marcin. He's just not the guy that you would probably want in NBA jam. If you could have anybody. So no, but he also brought up a good point. You did betray Charles Barkley <laughs> with that statement. Look, hold on. Straight hold on. betrayal. Fine. <laughs> I'm, we're going to, this is a little sharing time. That's me, Barkley, and Tom Chambers behind the bar at uh, at Marley's. I don't betray Charles. This is his autograph on this side, too. Uh, I just am a realist here. I love Chuck. He's my favorite son of all time, but I don't think I'd want him in the NBA Jam. 
really that was just an excuse for me to show off what was behind me. Well, Espo, when we get back in the office, we were going to do a what's on your desk. Or no, this Friday. This Friday, we were going to do what's on your desk, kind of a random thing. There's plenty of other things on my desk. I was going to say, you better dig in around there and have something set up. We might do that this Friday, Gerald, so get ready. Okay. (laughs) I'll be prepared for my work from home desk. Perfect. All right. Our next screenshot uh, is going to be FIBA updates. So the Suns had a few players playing in the FIBA Basketball World Cup 2023 African qualifiers over the weekend. Ish Wainwright and Josh Okoge. Espo, you got the breakdown for us? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how close both of these guys' stats were. Uh, Kobe averaged 16.7 points, 7 rebounds, uh, 3.7 assists, and Ish Wainwright averaged 16.7 rebounds, 2.8 assists. Don't get too excited. The competition wasn't uh, of the highest level. But what stood out to me, uh, which I found interesting, was uh, how well that Ish shot the three-point shot. I think it was 35% overall which for ish i mean that's pretty good it was uh 35.7 percent uh but what also stood out to me was josh akogi how poorly he shot the three uh he shot it at uh 13.3 percent a two for 15 including uh two one for seven performances which isn't uh overly exciting but kind of fits what we expected from him but what i liked with ish's numbers is it kind of showed us again what he did in uh in summer league as well and it gives you hope that if he is an end of the rotation guy when he gets that chance he he has another aspect that he can keep playing with uh and hopefully continue to grow there yeah i mean i i neither one of them shot particularly well just overall like a kogi only shot 34 percent overall wainwright was 32 but he did take i think 42 of his 71 attempts were from three-point range so he's clearly getting his feet wet and getting more comfortable shooting that three ball. And like you said, just under 36% clip, that's pretty good. Um, if he could do that on the Suns and limited action, that would be fantastic for them. Um, Okogi was kind of all over the place with his offense, but he does a lot of things defensively that are going to be good for the Suns. Um, watching the highlights, he had some really good blocks uh, in those three games that he played. And he actually got to the free throw line 26 times over three games, which is Pretty good. All these guys have been getting to the line a lot, including Dario Saric, who is not shooting well, but it's good that he's playing again and and looking a little more spry than he did uh, when we last saw him. So, you know, nothing to read into too much here, but a couple of positive signs at least. Dario's going to be our backup point guard, Gerald. Watch it. (laughs) I mean, with that crossover he had, he looks like he's ready. So plug him (laughs) in there. Everybody freaking out of a uh, on a crossover over a guy that uh, looked like he had the same lateral mobility as me. Like it's not the defense; it's the mobility he showed with the crossover that has me hyped. It's it let was us good. have this one thing, Espo. If there's sure. one thing that we get from this off season, it's that. You it's August 29th. You can have him putting some rando on skates uh, if you want. I'll give it to you. So. Exactly. All right. Our next screenshot. Um, this came from Copper Courier, a local news outlet. So they shared this poll recently on their Instagram page where they asked viewers who their favorite Arizona team was. Now, I'm not totally sure I'm completely convinced on these results, but I'll read them to you. 33% said the Cardinals, 20% said the Suns, 19% for the D-backs, 13% don't know. 
7% other, 6% coyotes, and 1% rising. Okay. So How do you I'm feel gross. about this? This is gross. <laughs> I have never heard of the, uh, the, the courier here, the copper courier. So I looked it up. And they don't even have a sports section on their website. They look like they primarily cover politics news. And, and news. Uh, so I love the 20%. Can we put this back up on the, on the screen here uh, again? We need to, need to take this in. 30% is don't know, or excuse me, 20% combined to don't know and other. <laughs> what are the yeah. other that I'm going to guess. The other is the Phoenix Mercury because most of the comments underneath this were where That's is the fair. Phoenix Mercury right. or the Rattlers. Those uh, would be the two that I would say probably fall within the other. I mean, that it could also just be transplants, like people that moved here from California and like, go Lakers. So we put other like those assholes. <laughs> but like, yeah, the Mercury definitely need to be on here. I'm sorry, but if the Phoenix Rising are on here at 1%, the Mercury deserve to be on here somewhere. Um the Cardinals thing is weird to me. I, I know NFL is king and it's probably just a volume thing, but like 33% to the Suns 20 is weird. And the fact that the Diamondbacks are at 19 right behind the Suns also weird to me. I don't so know. What, this is weird. What this tells to me is when they when they asked, it was Cardinals preseason slash training camp. Mm. So that puts a group on the mind. And their readership must be freaking old because 19% <laughs> said Diamondbacks. Yeah. All right. Like that's just old people that are that are saying that baseball is their number one, right? Yeah. That's that's I, a strange poll. I don't know about that. <laughs> I do love Fabio creating a new team, the Arizona don't knows. I think that's the biggest one for me. Like, what do you mean you don't know? Make a decision. Like, like decision? <laughs> why is that even an option on the poll in the first place? Like, you right. know who you like and who you don't yeah. or just don't vote. Like, you why would you I'd... be voting as a don't know? I like to imagine that this wasn't a group on a... Uh on the like an online poll that this was calling people like old school <laughs> polling and literally these people said i don't know <laughs> which is hilarious to me like, like uh, what are the teams uh, give me the option uh, oh man i don't, I don't know, know. like you couldn't just make something up like or at that point just hang up like i don't know should not show up on a poll of what's your favorite sports team ever like yeah. no, definitely by the way, not. Elizabeth, my apologies. Uh, I'm not calling you old at 34. I'm saying you're an old spirit, an old soul. If baseball is your is your favorite sport, and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that, uh, it just tends not to be a younger person's sport. So, okay, yeah. so if you were, what would in your mind, what do you think these percentages should look like? Uh, Suns and Cardinals should be closer. Uh, yeah, you know, I think. Uh, uh, at least 5% of that D backs should be in, in the sun's category or the, at least the a large portion of that. I don't know percent should probably be sons. And I think if we had asked this in November with sons and uh, you know, with sons and Cardinals playing at the same time, it's probably different. So. Yeah. I, I think they should be pretty closer to level given the fact that NFL is just much bigger in general, but like, this is a Suns town. I don't care what anybody says. So that should be closer. D-backs percentage was a little high. Mercury needs to be on the board somewhere, probably ahead of everybody except for, I would say, Cardinals, Suns, and maybe D-backs. But I don't know. 
I also feel like the coyotes at 6%, like that's rough for them. I don't know. Like you have don't know (laughs) and other above coyotes. Yeah, no, that, that don't know shouldn't even be on the board. Yeah. (laughs) Other, other also shouldn't be on the board unless there was no option to say mercury, but 6%, I don't know. It it should be higher, but it kind of might be where it is. I don't, I don't know what to say about that. They're they're definitely towards the bottom of the board. I get that, but still this feels a little weird, but I'm, I'm with you. I think Suns and Cardinals should be like neck and neck with each other, right? A couple percentage points off maybe or more towards the Cardinals than the Suns, just because like you said, football is kind of king and mm-hmm. their their preseason is happening right now. So they're front of mind. So I totally get that. The Suns are kind of outside of the KD conversation. There's not a whole lot around yeah. the Suns right now, news wise, but the 1% difference between Suns and D-backs really threw me for a loop. I wasn't going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That one yeah. was like, hmm. Yeah, that's not, that's not right. <laughs> I mean, I think where they fell, you know, you could argue Suns and Cardinals, and I think that can go back and forth depending on how each team performs because, as we talk about sometimes, it can be somewhat fair weather here. But, mm-hmm. when it, you know, car, followed by D-backs and then Coyotes, that seems like the right order. But some of the other noise in there's a little weird but it has inspired me that since you know the copper courier doesn't do sports and is is now doing polling i'm excited to be the first to announce that uh phnx will be doing political polling uh coming up to the midterm election uh we have no business doing it we don't know crap about it but we will be doing polling and i assume i don't know and other will be leading a lot of uh, of these polls oh no that's oh, so dear. bad this could get real bad real quick so let's move right on along <laughs> all right uh we did talk about the Cardinals, obviously, as you saw in this poll. They are the favorite team here in Arizona. And the wait for Cardinals football is almost over with a new football season about to begin. I'm not talking preseason. I'm talking the real stuff, you guys. And to get ready for the NFL Week 1 action, make sure that you have downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And make sure you use that code PHNX when you sign up because you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PHNX, only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Do you guys like betting on preseason games? Do you think that's too much to bet on preseason stuff? Okay, gambling has a an element of luck to it anyways. And when you add preseason... Like that, there's too many variables there, right? Like you don't even know who the hell's gonna play. I mean, we've seen Sun Suns preseason games where, you know, the Josh Kogies of the world and the Ish Wainwrights play a majority of the minutes. That's not where you want to bet your money in a lot of ways. I mean, I will, but if if I'm having to choose, I'm gonna go non preseason games where it's a little bit easier to completely guess on who's gonna make the first basket. I love that you started your argument with bashing betting on preseason games and then later just threw in, I'll do it. But like, it's right. stupid. Well, I mean, it's the, it's the truth. I mean, 
He's like, I'm not necessarily recommending it, but also I do it. So maybe consider it. Look, preseason betting is like buying a scratch ticket. You have absolutely no control over what's going to happen. Regular season betting is like buying uh, a ticket for like the mega millions where you choose your own numbers. Sure. You still don't have a whole hell of a lot of control over it, but at least you had your hand on the wheel a little bit. I will say scratchers and getting a ticket for the Mega Millions, though, are a heck of a lot of fun. And so is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So you guys should definitely get on it, get in on it. Also, this past weekend, I got an email from them because I had a new promo that they just gave me for free, which was pretty cool. So if you guys don't have email notifications on or if you haven't logged in your app recently, highly recommend doing that because you might just have a Nice little special from DraftKings waiting for you, and you could win even more money or get a, a free bet or potentially get a bet back if it doesn't hit. All kinds of good stuff over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We got a lot to figure out this year because if Crowder isn't the starter and or he's traded, I'm going to have to find a new cash cow for that first shot that oh, uh, yeah. that, that made me some big money uh, last season. Crowder's cash club. I know. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not over. Because that was, I think it is make some really good money. Well, I I get it's probably going to be over. You're right. Never mind. I take it. Could be Cam's Cash Club. I mean, you could wind up just taking one guy and replacing it with the other. So yeah, at least it's all C's still. So you're good there. All right. Uh, The other thing that came out on social media recently, another clip from Chris Paul's camp. Ball is life shared this video of CP3 talking to the campers. After a day of hard work, let's take a listen. Real quick, fellas. Great, great job today, man. And I want to say I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the talk we had in there. I appreciate y'all competing and working. And I got to say a big thank you to these guys, man. Book, Sokovi, JC, D, D. Reed, all these guys. If I left somebody out, Gennaro Fargo, who y'all heard me talk about when we was in the meet, right? Y'all know how old he is? 42. 42. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got no trainers. He ain't stretching and doing all that. He just love the hoop, man. So I want y'all to just keep playing, keep learning, man. Keep having that passion. Keep working. Like I said, man, I appreciate y'all. Y'all don't realize some of the stuff y'all are doing. Like y'all, y'all innovate. You know what I mean? When y'all was dunking and doing all that stuff, like I'm, I'm learning moves from y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like I know y'all say this is my camp. What can y'all learn from me? Hell, I'm trying to figure out what I can learn from y'all. You know what I'm saying? So I really appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep working. Got one more day. One more day tomorrow. I've been hearing some of these coaches and scouts. They be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? But that's because of y'all. That ain't us. That's because of y'all working. So appreciate y'all. All right. I'm ready to go play. Who else? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of like indirectly the thesis of Chris Paul at this stage of his career. Talking about Gennaro Pargo as far as how he loves to play the game and how that drives him and that's basically Chris Paul. Like a lot of people have written him off year after year because of the last couple contracts he's had because of his age, his injury history and whatnot. And we could talk about, you know, how injury prone he can be in the playoffs, but it isn't 
his fault. It isn't for a lack of dedication to the game, for a lack of work on himself, for a lack of love of the game. Like he clearly is still there at age 37. That's not going to change until the day he forcibly has to quit playing basketball for the health of his own body. Like I, I kind of, I know people are down on him after the series that he had against the Mavs, but I do think it's worth taking that kind of message to heart as far as like, this is what drives him. This is what has been driving him for the last five to six years now, as people have continued to write him off. So I'm certainly not going to do that. And I feel like it's a good kind of window into where he's coming from heading into this season. Yeah. I think my favorite part in that video though, is when, Chris says something about uh, the, you know, loving the money or the cars or the jewelry. Mm-hmm. And Devin kind of gets a smirk in the background. <laughs> I think that's probably because he just was remembering he made a quarter of a billion dollars <laughs> this offseason signing that Supermax going, I kind of love both. Yeah. Like it, isn't it okay to like both? Yeah, I think it's yeah. fair to like both. But lo- but low-key, though, the same type of player that he was describing, you know, the ones who just love to play ball, that's mm-hmm. Devin as well. Yes. Like if you took away all the fame and the cars and the extra money, Devin would still be playing basketball right now. Yeah. And I think that's what makes those two so compatible. And I think that's also why Chris Paul wanted to come to Phoenix. Why you see guys like KD talking about wanting to come to Phoenix, play alongside Devin Booker, because he has that same old school mindset of like the basketball is what I'm here for. This other stuff is great on top of that but that's not the main priority. The main priority is the basketball. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I have an apology, a correction. I don't know what the hell you call it, but uh, last week I joked that, well, it's all well and good to see Chris Paul and Devin Booker cooking a bunch of, you know, high school, college kids. Uh, well, they did play also against uh, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, uh, Josh Christopher, Jared Butler, Devon Reed, and Kobe White were all there as well. And uh, as was uh, former Suns uh, assistant Irv Roland, who was running the camp. So uh, so I apologize. It wasn't all little ki- or kids that they were uh, hooping up on. But did you guys see the clip, which I think was the – the biggest clip of the weekend, and I forgot to ask Shane to pull it. So my my apologies, but where Chris Paul actually dunked at the camp, mm-hmm. everybody everybody acts like Chris can't dunk. He still can dunk. All right, uh, yeah. so let that let that be known. Sun, I think the Sun shared that clip. So if you missed it, go check it out. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, because it was Book, and then it was CP. I think right after mm-hmm. something like yeah. that, and Book had a big old smile on his face in the back. I think. Mm-hmm. If I can recall correctly, but yeah, he still got it. He might be 37, but he's still got it. So. We need to see it in a game this year. That would be nice. Just one time, just once. All right, gentlemen, that's all I got for you today. So thanks for joining us. Um, Gerald, happy to have you back. Of course, as always, we will be here all week. Quick reminder um, that we do have the Four Peaks thing on Wednesday. Also, we have some more free stuff we want to give you guys. Uh, Our friends over at OG's helped us out with a Flavoring Life sweepstakes. We've partnered up to give you three bags of OG's, including the orange crane sickle and tropical flavors, an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. To sign up for that sweepstakes, head on over to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. You can also check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands, and you can also find their products at your local dispensary. But once again, 
you must be 21 years or older to purchase. And I know we talked about it off the top of our show. We're so excited to um, have our new studio set up soon. Dagoon said, is Saul not on the show anymore? No, Saul is on the show, I promise. He's just been working tirelessly to get our new studio and office spaces set up, looking beautiful. Hopefully we can reveal those sooner rather than later, but thank you for hanging in with us. Um, and we also want to give a shout out to More Furniture, who helped hook us up with a bunch of stuff for that studio and that office space from like lounge chairs to tables, the whole nine yards, you name it. And if you guys are interested in checking out Moore's Labor Day sale, visit moorefurniture.com. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 p.m., same place, same time. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Some people who like podcasting, there's others who live for it like us. Listen to the ones that live for it. Ahoy hoy. <laughs> <laughs>